Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, and we are thankful for every single set of eyes that is on us right now. Thank you so much. You are the reason why we continue doing what we're doing. And we want to bring you to fantasy glory so you can be thankful for some fantasy glory on Thanksgiving. And the way that we do that is by using the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. It is the only app you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert, especially at times like this. Let me tell you something. Me and Michael, we know what we're talking about, but we're not perfect. And these other analysts out here, they spend a lot of time. They crunch a lot of numbers, but they're not perfect. Some, A lot of them don't know what they're talking about. So... You rely on yourself, and every stat you need to be an expert is in this app. That's the whole point of make, that we made the app, and plus all of our content. On top of that, the reason why it's even available is because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash fantasy. If you want the rest of this episode and so much more, especially down this home stretch, please consider going to patreon.com slash fantasy and contributing to the show, uh, to the brand, and to the future of the of everything. And to your fantasy success. And with that, I say cheers. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. There is no tradition like Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving because it's the F's that you need it's the f's f number one family and that's why i'm introducing you to you my family right here mike patrop what's good bro what up pm f number two of course football and that's why we're here uh the fantasy football by brodo podcast no the brodo fantasy podcast i it's 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 all jumbled up at this point and number three of course is the food so michael we're gonna start off we usually end every episode with a food question we're gonna start off this one with a food question uh, michael and i just went to a friendsgiving uh last weekend which was wonderful it was the first friendsgiving with the kids there so it was like the new generation of uh friendsgiving uh, all there so very cool kind of everyone uh like not everyone but like three different at least three different couples at the party we're like all celebrating kind of like the next chapter of life uh and we're also with a bunch of friends doing what we usually do and everyone brought something and i gotta say everyone brought their a game and everything was slamming including michael's bomb stuffing if you guys don't know michael makes bomb stuffing uh so with that being <laughs> said uh michael what is your favorite like thanksgiving dish yeah uh shout out to like tim said that uh that friendsgiving meal while we were eating I said out loud to like 20 people, I feel bad for everyone else in the world not eating this food. <laughs> That's such a was, Michael thing to say. I miss that. It was so good. <laughs> but uh, favorite Thanksgiving. Um, I think the I'm a big fan of the bite when you have, uh, you know, turkey, cranberry and stuffing all in one bite. Mm, that's a little bit of a cheat, but I'm going to I'm, I'm going to take that. What fine. What, what that's else? like the only time you could do it, right? Because you could have turkey not in Thanksgiving. That's true. But I don't know if you like do a lot of people roast the turkey. I, I feel like turkeys are like produced for cold cuts. Like, do, how many people do you know? Like, like, yeah, I'm going to go home and roast the turkey. Not many. Or like, I'm going to make a turkey soup. I feel like everyone's everyone either eats ground turkey or they eat uh, like cold cut turkey or they eat Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Otherwise, what's what's like a specific. uh well, you got the classics, you got the yams, right? You got the turkey, you got the... Uh, I'm a fan of the yams. 
All right, Michael. Come on, man. Give us something more than I like a, a combo bite. Mine's um, mac and cheese. How about that? I'm lactose I'll go mashed potatoes then. There you go. I'm lactose intolerant, but uh, I love me some mac and cheese. I had some mac and cheese over that. Yo, Lizzie. Yeah. Shout out to Lizzie. Um, she made some bomb mac and cheese. I'm so happy that I took some pills beforehand and, and ate some. Although, Michael, I've, I'm sad to say. Those pills. Yeah, yeah so they're not even lactose pills. They're like, uh, um, they're a digestive. Uh, digestive. Enhancer. Uh, no, yeah, no. Nah. It's a digestive like enhancer. It's like they're enzymes, digestive enzymes. So it like fortifies, like it helps it break down shit that, it, that like more of the stuff that digests things is going in there. Um, so I'm supposed to take two and I take four <laughs> and I'm, and usually I'm fine when I do that. Although, cause two isn't working. Um, I'm going to need to take some digestive enzymes for this Thanksgiving slate because it's going to be fun football family. Um, and of course friends and everything else. So Mike, are, are anyone doing a Turkey bowl? Are you doing a Turkey bowl this year? Are you guys playing on Sunday? You guys are playing on Sunday. No, no Turkey bowl. You guys aren't playing on Sunday either. No. No, uh, my, you see, you see how depressed Michael is right now. If you're watching on youtube.com slash brought fantasy, uh, my, the team we play on where I took the, I took the year off cause I got a left ankle issue right now that I'm trying to work out. But, um, Michael that de definitely did not take the year off and they were raging into the playoffs. They won their first, uh, playoff game and then lost this weekend to get eliminated from the playoffs in the second round. I think this is like our third straight year of getting eliminated in the second round after winning a championship. That's lame, but our our QB man, he missed his flight. And we had to play short. That's right. Not Jason ideal. played QB. It was a valiant effort, but he's a lawyer now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, where are we? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have this segment. This segment is a special Thanksgiving segment. Uh, Michael wanted to name it. Uh, what was your name of it? Uh, turkey or treat? Trust or turkey? Trust or turkey? Uh, <laughs> Basically, it's the fringe guys of the week. Like, you know, not even the fringe guys, but like, where would you rank these guys on Thursday? Because I feel like one of the hardest things uh, and Friday, by the way, we're going to we're going to add the Friday game in there. The Jets and the Dolphins. Uh, everyone gets to watch Tim Boyle on primetime. Yay. Um, but, you know, when you uh, when you look at these Thursday games, when you look at Thanksgiving, one of the hardest decisions to make is. Who do I play? Because, you know, the injury reports aren't out yet. Like, we're not even doing news because there's just no point of doing news on a Wednesday. So, like, you don't know who's going to play. You don't know who you're going to take a chance on. So, uh, we want to highlight some guys that maybe uh, you could play. Maybe you could sit. Uh, I know there's a bunch of Green Bay Packers that I'd like to talk about. Uh, so, let's get right into it, Michael. Um, let's do our first matchup here. Um, all right, well, our first, uh, what is it? What is it again? trust or turkey trust or turkey so geno smith limited um this week he is expected to play now but expected now. to play which is important to note because even with geno smith um it's been a little bit of a tough ride uh, for these seahawks wide receivers so a guy like jsn let's focus on but also both other receivers if you ended up getting uh, a, a better option are you playing these Seahawks receivers? Oh, down goes Mike. <laughs> Are you playing these Seahawks receivers this week? Uh, if or if not, even if Gino doesn't play. Uh, it looks like Gino's going to give it a go. I mean, which is a good thing. He's better than Drew Locke. Um, 
you can't really say otherwise. Um, but look, the the guy I like the most here is someone who's been very mediocre all season, but he has been a lot better the last two games, and that's DK Metcalf of the wide receiver options. Interesting. Um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he has 21 targets over the last two weeks, but he surpassed 90 yards in each of those games, scored a touchdown this past week. The first time he ended as a top 20 receiver um, was in week 10, and then he followed that up with first time ending as a top 10 receiver in week 11 against the Rams, which is a difficult matchup on paper. Um, it seems like Geno Smith is leaning on DK Metcalf more, which, I mean, makes sense when you have a, an athletic freak like DK Metcalf. You kind of see how Jalen Hurts decided he was just going to start throwing to A.J. Brown a lot because when you throw to players like that, good things tend to happen. And then you have the, uh, like, Tyler Lockett, has always been that the volatile guy. And I think the last couple of years, he's been more, you know, more steady. And then this year has just been right back to wild peaks and valleys. I mean, he went from wide receiver 22 to wide receiver 50, wide receiver 12, wide receiver 53, wide receiver eight, wide receiver 36. That's what you get with Tyler Lockett. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, like they're, they can be passed on, but like the issue is, will the offensive line be able to block Nick Bosa and company um, and give them time to throw downfield? I don't think this is a great game for JSN um, because JSN, you know, he's not a high target guy per se. He gets a decent amount of targets. He's averaging six targets per game over the last three. But against the San Francisco 49ers, um, I, I do think this is more of a Metcalf and and Lockett game where you go to the wide receivers you trust rather than the young rookie. I, the only way I see JSN making a big play is if it's like a quick pass close to the line of scrimmage, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what, what you see going on with JSN recently is, like you said, the, the targets are going up, 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 and up. And, you know, when you see a situation like, and I know the, the Niners can be scored on, uh, the, the Niners, uh, the ninth best matchup rank, and that's three spots better. Uh, than they were three weeks ago. Uh, even the quarterback, they've been they got twelve spots worse uh, overall. So they're the eighteenth matchup. So that's up twelve spots. Uh, one of the the things about the 49ers, they've been able to get scored on by the wide receiver, and they just lost their second team All Pro safety uh, that's out for the season. So that's a big loss for an already weak secondary. The problem is that you know when the targets are split out nine, six, seven, and I know Metcalf got. Um, a bunch of targets uh, two weeks ago, 12 targets, Tyler Lockett, 10 targets, but JSN still got five targets in that game. The way the the week before, Tyler Lockett, eight, DK Metcalf, four, uh, JSN, seven. You know, and it's just like this is not a high-powered offense so far, and Geno has not played to the best of his ability. On, on top of that, his right arm is hurt, and they're, they might be in a game where they're going to get, you know, boat raced. Um, and... If they do get boat raced, I don't, you know, you got to get a hurt franchise quarterback. How long does he play in the game? It's hard for me to trust these options, even in a, what looks like kind of an, uh, a little bit of a better matchup. Um, these are the type of guys where uh, these, particularly Lockett and JSN, like if I could wait on someone uh, of the, of at least some sort of caliber, let me go to my, my ranking so I can get some like examples. Um, Cortland Sutton, Chris Godwin, OBJ. I would almost take a chance on guys like that. Rashid Shahid. I would almost rather take a chance on guys like that than I mean, than I'm not even Tyler Rashid Lockett. Shahid over Tyler Lockett. It's wild. I, 
It sounds the 49ers wild. 49ers can but... be beat through the air, man. <sighs> yes, but this... as long as you have the time to throw it. The thing is, he's been so up and down. And right now, you need wins, man. Like, this is this is the type of... I mean, if you're in first place and you're, you know, or second place and, you know, you got a comfortable lead, then, yeah, uh, I have no problem playing Tyler Lockett. Play him in your wide receiver three. Play him in your flex. Uh, have at it because he might blow up and, and win a week for your team. And maybe your team's good enough to withstand the blow of him having a down game. Uh, but if you have to win this week, if you have to, it's hard for me to put Tyler Lockett in my lineup this week if I need a win. I don't know. I mean, San Fran's top 10 in true matchup rank for opposing wide receivers. If they have time to throw, they'll they'll be all right. Like, I don't love him this week, but I'm not just sitting him. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Um, let's get into our next one uh, here. Uh, number two, with the, the list just closed. That's why I am stalling professionally. Tim, you can uh, look at the screen. Oh, there you go. Oh, look at that. Michael, ready. <laughs> Sam Howell versus Dallas. All right, Michael. So here's the deal. Um, Dallas scores on average 40 points a game at home. Uh, the over-under in this game is over 50. Um, Sam Howell on the year, QB4. He's going to have to throw. Someone in this game is going to have to throw 50 times. And... I don't see them taking out Sam Howell anytime soon. Might he throw three interceptions? Sure. Might he get sacked seven, eight times? Maybe. He's been better with the sacks lately. Uh, but this Dallas defense is legitimate, but that's not stopping me from playing Sam Howell. I, I Right now I have Sam Howell ranked as QB 14, so not exactly like in the, I would start him, you know, definitely no matter what kind of scenario. Uh, but I do see him... As a starter, if your waiver wire is thin and, you know, streaming quarterbacks is, is way harder these days because for whatever reason, uh, quarterbacks suck. And for, for whatever other reason, people have started to like carrying backup quarterbacks in their roster. I've noticed in my leagues. But anyway, um, if you're if you're like that and you're looking at a situation like, oh, I could start Sam Howell or, you know, I could start Jordan Love or I could start Russell Wilson or I could start, you know, even Geno Smith or, you know, Baker, I'm not shying away from Sam Howell in that situation. I think that he's in a good spot uh, because his team is going to give up so many yards. Like you saw Tommy DeVito go absolutely – he threw three touchdowns last week. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Like we saw Tommy DeVito uh, against the Jets look like a high school quarterback. And maybe he's just, you know, getting a little more confident and all that. But to go from that big of a leap um, – and this is something that's been happening um, – to this team all year they've they have not been uh, a great defense and they've only gotten worse uh since they traded their two best pass rushers that uh have extreme success uh against the pass so um as i bring up their true matchup rankings just to to put the icing on the cake uh i think this is a i think this is a good matchup and i think that you should not be scared of uh playing your washington commanders uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Playing Sam Howell, um, yeah. I just, I, I just don't think it, it's there's any reason to be even a little bit nervous um, about that situation. Even though the Cowboys are a great, uh, not a great matchup. Well, I do think there's some reason to be nervous about it. They're like top five in true matchup rank, and we've seen Sam Howell like that game against Buffalo just really shit the bed. But overall, he's been pretty great. Um, 
I also have him at QB 14. I'm playing him. Like you said, they're going to have to throw a shit ton against Dallas to keep up. Uh, more than likely, huge over-under in Vegas. So, yeah, I think Sam Howell's a, a, certainly a fine start right now. He's not even a streamer anymore. I mean, the guy's QB4 on the year. He's been a locked and loaded starter since, like, week five. First in the NFL in attempts. First in the NFL in completions. First in interceptions, but third in big plays. And, you know, QB5 in points per game. Like, I just... First in passing yards, too, no? Yeah, first in passing yards. No, uh, yeah, first in passing yards. Uh, 18 passing TDs. This guy's doing it, man. Uh, and and on does. top of that, he has two rushing TDs. I just don't see a scenario where he, like, he could throw five interceptions and still have a great fantasy game. He could. Five, five would be a lot. Well, that's you. If you're playing in a standard league where it's minus one, that's taken away not even a touchdown. You know, if he throws for three touchdowns, it's just like he threw for two touchdowns. And if he runs for one, bada boom. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not scared to play Sam Howell uh, this week. Uh, all right, let's get into our our next one. Michael hit it. Uh, this is an interesting one because the Green Bay Packers have had a little bit of a resurgence the last two weeks. Um, we've seen some great wide receiver outcomes. We've seen a great running back outcome. We've seen great quarterback outcomes out of this offense. Um, maybe there's a chance Jordan Love is getting a little better and catching on a little bit. And uh, you know this happens. Uh, we live in a very a society that doesn't like to wait for things. But if you remember, Aaron Rodgers sucked his rookie season too. Uh, the, of course, when I say rookie season, I mean his rookie season on the field, his fourth year overall. So um, kind of in the same situation. Yeah, this has been, you you know, he's in the same situation as Jordan Love. So how are you feeling about these weapons right now? So to, to be of noted, uh, which is very important, Dontavian Wick. noted. Did I say that? To be noted. Uh, Dontavian Wicks not playing uh, it looks like in this game and Luke Musgrave is definitely not playing in this game. He is uh, on the IR. So he's going to miss at least four weeks, which is, su which sucks because he was a kind of an up and coming uh, riser. Although our, our motto of never trusting rookie tight ends is looking pretty good because Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta have fell off the face of the earth. Um, uh, uh, as of well, late, fall off the face of the earth is a wild statement. Laporta has not for Kincaid. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't lump them two together. Although they're basically twins. They have like the same height, the same weight. They're the same. They're just like twins of each, like like carbon copies of each other. Like they're like Michael and Jason. Um. So, what? um. With that being said, where were we? Oh yeah, Green Bay weapons. <laughs> How do you feel about them against a Detroit defense that's actually uh, been pretty good? Now they shine against the pass. Uh, that should be noted, but they they're they're overall a lot better uh, against the running back. They're almost impossible to run on, but they are uh, exactly league average 16th matchup rank against wide receivers uh, and 14th against uh, the quarterback, allowing 16.2 points to the quarterback and 24.6 points uh, to wide receivers overall. So they've been a stingy defense overall. Uh, how are you feeling about this uh, about this matchup for the Packers? Yeah, um, there's one wide receiver I like here. I guess a sneak peek into the rankings preview. I have him like nine spots out of consensus. Jaden Reed. He's been awesome for Green Bay of late four of his last five games. He's been a top 36 wide receiver. Um, he scored a touchdown in three of those five games. He scored a touchdown or put up 80 yards in four of those five games. He said, uh, um, uh, excuse me. I was going to say, uh, yeah, he set a career high in, in rushing yards and attempts last week, three rush attempts for 46 rushing yards, scored a touchdown on it. So that's if that's another wrinkle they're adding into the game with Jaden Reed, especially with Aaron Jones injured, that could certainly be something that helps his uh, fantasy output as well, even if it's 
22 rushing yards. It's an additional two points. Um, six targets this past week as well. Detroit, like you said, it's not a tremendous matchup. Certainly not a bad matchup by any means either. Um, so Jaden Reed is someone I'm targeting here, and he's my uh, my my favorite of the bunch when we're looking at these Green Bay Packers wide receivers. Uh, I I agree with you. I think he's a good play. Uh, I think the consolidation of targets is going to be there. Uh, so I think Jaden Reed could be a good play against Detroit. I like Romeo Dobbs, man. I, and I'm I have him in my main league. Uh, I'm breathing down Michael's neck right now. Uh, looking, I. I need to catch him uh, for the for a playoff spot, and I need to win next week. And I'm, you know, considering playing Romeo Dobbs in my flex spot. Uh, I don't. I hate that either. Yeah, I think that you know when you look at this guy, he's just he's the touchdown guy on the team, and uh, when he scores a touchdown, uh, he plays well. Wide receiver 16 last week. Uh, uh, wide receiver 30, only 30 yards with a touchdown. Now he had two dud weeks before that. Uh, but wide receiver 33, wide receiver 10, wide receiver 17, and wide receiver 13 at different points in the season. The problem is when he doesn't catch a touchdown, wide receiver 83, wide receiver 101, 38, 50. So, you know, he's hard to trust. But I, I also know that when he's been in a situation where the other weapons around him have been injured, his targets have gone up in those games. Like the last time he played Detroit, dude had 13 targets, 95 yards. Uh, and that's because, you know, Christian Watson wasn't on the field. And um, I also believe another another receiver was missing. Maybe Reed, maybe uh, Wicks, one of those two. Um, but, you know, Watson's going to be on the field for this one. But Wicks is not going to be on the field. Musgrave's not going to be on the field, especially Musgrave, who is, you know, his competition for targets in the end zone. I think Romeo Dubs is a sneaky play in this game. I think that if you're making a, a DFS lineup, I think that, you know, I wouldn't be mad at you if you decided to put Romeo Dubs in that DFS lineup, especially because he's probably going to be pretty cheap. Uh, so you can get him for that. And, and I think Jordan Love is, you know, maybe a sneaky play. Uh, last week, QB9, uh, he hasn't finished below QB15 in three of the last uh, seven weeks. So, I mean, you don't want QB15 on your team. Like, he's scoring 15 points. Like, you don't want that on your team. Uh, but you also, he's not going to zip you. And he's been looking up 16, po 16 points and 20 points, uh, 21 points. Well, 17 and 21 points if you round up uh, in the last few games. So not bad outputs for Jordan Love. If I don't have any other options, if I'm in, in a real tough spot, and you know, I, I would rather uh, stream other guys for sure. Like I'd rather stream like a uh, guy I was talking about, Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield, um, if you have the opportunity to at this point, Jared Goff, although I don't know why you you would uh, do that. But I think that I'm I'm going to, you know, Jordan Love, Gardner Minshew, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr of, of those guys, man. I think I'm going to go Jordan Love of those guys. How do you feel about Jordan? I mean, Love? I don't I don't hate it. Um, I just don't really I've, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Love. I think he's has a limited ceiling here. Um, but I do think if like Detroit takes a big lead, they're certainly going to have to pass, um, which always helps for fantasy purposes. I did want to say for Christian Watson, since we didn't mention him, he has the least amount of targets, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns among the uh, among the three wide receivers over the last three weeks. He's basically touchdown or bust. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Christian Watson this week. I definitely prefer both Jaden Reed and Romeo Dubs. He's just become a yeah just. It's hard, like a hard to a very, very hard to trust guy. Yeah. Um, the Packers on the other side, 
uh, have been a much harder matchup of late. They were running back gold early in the season. Um, now they're the 14th best matchup according to true matchup rankings. That's 9% over average. Um, they're particularly vulnerable on the ground, uh, 25% over average on the ground. That's the seventh best matchup, but have moved up seven spots in terms of ranking. Like they were uh, the seventh best matchup ranking. Now they're the 14th best matchup rank. So they have been taking care of business uh, over the past few weeks, but there are two running backs that seem to be uh, rather unstoppable for the Lions this year. Um, and that's David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs has been the wide receiver one since week running seven. Back. Uh, running back one since week seven. David Montgomery. Uh, last week, they they were basically a tandem. Uh, Montgomery, 12 carries, two targets. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, six targets, eight carries. Uh, they both had an opportunity to touch the ball. They both uh, did well with those opportunities. If you had to start one in this game, who are you starting? And are you how confident, basically how confident in in them overall are you in general? Um, I want to hear your perspective, not just for this game. Yes, for this game, but also like rest of season. Like who's the back in Detroit to roster? Yeah, I mean, both. I mean, the the entire offense over the last uh, couple of weeks since David Montgomery returned has been Gibbs. Demont and Aminra. That's it. Like even Sam Laporta, like you mentioned, has kind of fallen out of favor during that time because they've just been putting up massive points with Demont, Gibbs, and Aminra doing everything. And look, I'm still partial to David Montgomery because he gets all the red zone work and the uh the touchdowns compared to Jameer Gibbs, where you gotta rely on big plays rushing or uh or something happening in the pass catching game. So like right now they're RB6 and RB18, Gibbs and Montgomery, excuse me, and RB14 um, in expert consensus ranking. I have them closer than that. Um, I think David Montgomery is, I still, if I was choosing straight up right now, I'd be choosing David Montgomery if, mm. in half PPR leagues. In PPR, I'd give Jameer Gibbs the, the nod, but I, I still think David Montgomery is the slightly better play. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I, I think that right now I, I can't see a world where Jameer Gibbs becomes not part of this offense like he was in the beginning of the game. It's clear that when he touches the ball, he's electric, and it's yeah. clear that he has special ability in the passing game. I mean, you're um, starting both no matter what. So, right. Yeah. Like, right, right, right. Um, so, I mean, I think I prefer Jameer Gibbs over David Montgomery the rest of the season. And one of the things I'm excited, I, I really want to focus on in this game is Jameson Williams. Because if, like, he's, I don't what's his roster percentage right now? Do you even know? Uh, Jameson Williams roster percentage like no one's really talking about Jameson Williams no one uh, he hasn't done anything he's been in the, the doghouse kind of all year uh, Jameson Williams and I'm trying to find him he even a right touchdown now. last week but he did score a touchdown on a big play rostered in Yahoo leagues 22 percent roster in Yahoo leagues he scored a touchdown on a big play and you know his coach has been saying the right things about him uh, his coach has been saying like he's one of the guys now and he's finally practicing hard and he's finally working hard. And that is a huge void in Detroit, man. That is a huge, huge void in Detroit. Someone on the outside uh, that can make plays. And if you can add someone like that to this team, sky's the limit for this offense because you you have that dynamic pass catching back out of the backfield. You got the bruiser and David Montgomery who's been running 
Uh, he's been the best running back of his career right now with this team, which is, you know, this uh, this offensive line uh, is probably a big help for that, but also because he's looked good uh, on his own. And you got Amon Ra, who's like literally the best possession receiver in the game right now. I don't think there's anyone even close. Um, I wouldn't say no one even close, but like he's the best guy in the game right now, especially because Cooper Cup keeps getting injured. Um, so if they can add that element to the to the to the team and uh, to your fantasy lineups, I think Jamison Williams is worth a little stash if you have the room. I know we're not stashing at this point right now, uh, but if you like, if like Luke Musgrave just got hurt and you got to drop him, or you know you have a you have Quentin Johnson, which by the way sucks. Quinn Johnston sucks. Yeah. He's not very good, yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Call that one. Uh, anyway, um, you know, if you have a guy like that, swap him for Jameson, for Jameson Williams. You know, just, just see what's happening. Just to see what's, what's happening. happening. What's happening? Uh, I started I started Jameson Williams in a league last week. Got, yo, Michael, I got to tell you, this fantasy season has been ridiculously unpredictable to the point where this, this is where... I, I'm at two weeks ago. I have 10 teams that I keep track of religiously. I went 10 and two. I mean, sorry, eight and two. No, I have 10 teams. I went 10 and two. Yes, because I play two against the median, right? This week I went one and 11. Let's go. We got that dub. And the one win was in my rebuilding dynasty league. So I lost all my games technically. Good work, kid. What happened? My home league team put up 134 last week and put up 85 this week. Yeah, I lost in the home league by 10 points because Devin Achain and Ken Walker played like four snaps each before they got injured and left the game. The injury during the game is always the worst. Two injuries during the game? That one's just, it, it just seems mean. Especially from two guys who are supposed to be two of my best players. Um, Right into the, right into the next segment, uh, just clean because Ken Walker is out, which means Zach Charbonnet uh, enters this game as the main back in this yeah. on this team. You saw him get used in, but he had his role on this team, and he wasn't going anywhere. Uh, and he faces uh, quite the opponent in the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers, in terms of true matchup ranks for the running back, uh, are about uh, halfway. Um, 19th best matchup that's up from uh, that's three spots up. So hasn't been as good against the run, the 49ers, but historically a great team uh, against the run against a rookie uh, running back in a game that could feature a lot of passing. All right, Mike, how are you feeling about Zach Charbonnet? Charbonnet has shown some chops in the passing game, by the way, I should mention. And the 49ers have been particularly vulnerable to the running back out of the backfield. That's really what's affecting their overall numbers um, because they are the 24th matchup against the rush. So against the rush, historically, they're still great, just like they always have been. But against the pass catcher, 54% over average, that's the fourth best matchup rank. And that's why you need to download the Fantasy Football by Broto app. We separate that for you that. so you can see what's up. Uh, and Zach Charbonnet has shown, so, shown some chops. Uh, so how are you feeling about Zach Charbonnet? And then I have a very interesting start sit question for you um, to really gauge where you're at with Charbonnet. Cool. Look, Zach Charbonnet, I think I say this pretty often. I think people um, look into matchups too much sometimes and not 
just the the player or the role. Zach Charbonnet right now, expert consensus ranking is RB26, which is just stupid. Ranking Zach Charbonnet outside the top 24 running backs because he gets the 49ers is dumb. This guy had six targets last week, six receptions, five targets the week before when Ken Walker was active. Like it's 11 targets over the last two weeks. He basically handled, he was basically a workhorse once Ken Walker went down last week, 15 rush attempts. So that's over 20 opportunities in the game. I know it's a difficult matchup against San Fran, but the guy's going to get 20 plus touches or 20 plus opportunities at the very least. That alone means he's a playable RB2. Um, I have him at RB20. So yeah, I'm playing Zach Charbonnet more than likely if I have him. I like Zach Charbonnet a little bit this week. I have him at RB25. Uh, I just, I know I hear where you're coming from. It's just that I think the running backs, there's some pretty good running backs matchups this week. Um, it's hard, like it's hard for me to rank him over a guy like Jalen Warren, who kind of took over the the backfield last week, or Ramondre Stevenson against the Giants, you know, or even a Javante Williams who's been up, uh, Joe Mixon who's been who's going to be leaned on, a Kyron Williams, well, who's coming back. Like it's hard for me to rank him over those guys. But oh no, I have him at, at yeah, yeah. So yes, it's hard for me to rank him even over a guy like Brian Robinson who's been fantastic, um, and even James Conner. You know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, I have him. I have him over Kyron, Ramondre, Connor, Javante. I'm high on Kyron. I think that Kyron is going to come back and be Kyron. I have Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams at 21. So, okay, it's not as if you're above consensus, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you about about where I have him. Yeah, I agree. Um, Play him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like. I like Charbonnet this week, but I also don't think that he's a locked in RB one or two. You know, I have a question for you, Michael. This is my dynasty team. Um, and, you know, a must win situation, luckily playing a terrible team. But uh, I have a conundrum because I have Zach Charbonnet on my bench. He was my first round pick this year. And I have a pretty stacked running back room. I got Austin Eckler versus Baltimore. Josh Jacobs versus Kansas City. Tony Pollard versus Washington. And Jonathan Taylor versus Tampa Bay. Are you sitting any of those guys for Zach Charbonnet? No, no. Okay, so you so that's that's the so like mid range RB two is where you're going. Yeah, I mean I have an RB twenty. Yeah. Okay. So, man, I know he's gonna outscore one of these guys. I just know it. I just know it. We'll see. Um, the Jets' uh, pass defense has been absolutely spectacular this year. When you combine the talent they have in the back in that secondary that you you saw last year. Plus, something you did not see last year, the ability to get to the quarterback. Uh, what you get is the dead last worst matchup for wide receivers uh, in the NFL. Uh, 50% under average points against uh, easily uh, 32nd. They've allowed only 16.7 points per game to the entire wide receiver position. Um, that is nuts ladies and gentlemen, um, just in case you didn't know that. and But you have a very, very, very strong pass attack. Um, when you have a, a pass attack, that is that strong. And I just want to, I'm just putting it here. The next best team is minus 29 uh, under average. That's for the four wide receivers. That's Carolina. And they average 22.2 uh, points per game to the wide receiver. So, Yeah like completely dominant where not even the next team is even close to catching them. Um, but you have a great pass catching player in Tyreek Hill. They call those guys wide receivers. Last time I checked, just uh, double checking. Um, so in Tyreek Hill, you also got Jalen Waddle, who's been 
ass this year, if I must say so. Any waddled away. Um, my best, my best take by far that if anyone listened to me in the offseason, like I might have saved fantasy teams, is do not draft these number two wide receivers on their teams that are at fake alphas that aren't even alphas on their own teams, uh, high in your drafts. Yeah. And if you did not draft those players, you're very happy right now. Um, and Jalen Waddle is one of those guys. He's been extremely inconsistent, and he's playing in literally the worst matchup by far. Um, now, there is something to be said here in the fact that the Jets have made the switch over to, to Zach Wilson. Now, a lot of people would say to Tim you, Boyle. Tim, from Zach Wilson to Tim Boyle. Um, if it's, some people might say, well, you can't get any worse than Zach Wilson. Well, I present to you Tim Boyle. Uh, Tim Boyle has never thrown more touchdowns and interceptions at any level in college, and that clues FBS. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, I know. I don't know how this guy has like a job. Like Robert Sala, when he was on the podium, he was like, yeah, we're going to move away from, from Zach Wilson. He said, yeah, they're different styles of quarterback. I mean, that's basically code for this guy has a water pistol attached to his right hand. Like, I don't know how the Jets are going to move the ball. We'll talk about that in a second. That might be even worse for Jalen Waddle. The fact that the Jets may not even score. So, Michael, how are you feeling about Jalen Waddle? He finished his wide receiver six two weeks ago. Everyone was like, okay, this might be it. This might be it. Um, but has bottomed out um, many times this week, this year, and just has just been a middling wide receiver. Wide receiver 30 overall in PPR formats. How are you feeling about Jalen Jalen Waddle in yeah. this game? I mean, that was actually four weeks ago, his big game against the Patriots, because he had two games in a bye week after that. But, uh, mm. yeah, Jalen Waddle, like you said, He's wide receiver 32 and half PPR. I have him right around that range this week. Um, the Jets are uh, ridiculously good defense, um, secondary defensive line, the linebackers, like all three levels. The only way Jalen Waddell has a big game, and the reason you still do play him if you have him, is because the Jets also play zone defense um, quite a bit, and you just have to find one defensive breakdown or one hole and a long catch and run like Khalil Shakir last week, 85 yard catch and run because he, uh, um, he found a hole in his own and then he was gone. Um, so those, that's what you have to hope happens against the jets. And Jalen Waddle is someone who certainly has that ability, but yeah, no one should be excited about starting Jalen Waddle this week. It's more of a, I kind of have to start him because of who he is and his, uh, his upside. Uh, all right, let's go into the same game then. On the other side, we just mentioned the Tim Boyle situation. Are Brees and Garrett still available to play? Are you still putting them in your starting lineup at this point? Yeah, I'm giving Brees Hall another shot um, for sure. I li- yeah, I think for sure. Like that one's. I think that was a lot easier than the second question. Yeah, I mean, Brees Hall, six targets this past week, five for 50 and a touchdown through the air. Again, stymied on the ground, 10 rushes, 23 rush- rushing yards. They got to do something to get that ground game going that's a big issue with the Jets right now too just run up the middle here Brees Hall run straight up the middle and see what happens every single time it seems like he gets an outside zone run something good happens but the Jets just don't aren't calling those for whatever reason um, but yeah when he's this involved in the passing game um, you have to you have to play him and then Garrett Wilson of course he he has been shockingly very very good and very consistent this year yeah. with Zach Wilson and then it all came crumbling down this past week, which is not surprising 
um, for that to happen. But obviously it sucks if you're a fantasy manager. With that being said, he's been very good, playable the entire year, top 30 in points per game. So, yeah, I'm giving him another shot against Miami as well and see what he could do with Tim uh, Tim Boyle at QB. You know what it is? Garrett Wilson is clearly a disappointment because you drafted him so high. But, you know, one of the more consistent players between week four and week 10 QB 23, QB 46. All wide right. receiver. <laughs> wide receiver 23 and then wide receiver 46. Um, the week he was wide receiver 46, uh, he still had 8.4 PPR points. So not exactly, didn't didn't exactly kill your team. Wide receiver 16, 17, 20, 13. So it's like this guy is so consistent. Even before that, uh, his whole year reads as just like mid-range wide receiver two every week uh, with a couple of down games in there at at wide receiver 48 and 46 where he didn't kill you just that last week he killed you last week he absolutely murdered you um uh in half ppr he had minus one point so you know does it get any better with tim boyle there is some there's a school of thought that says he's going to ultra feed his number one guy um but there's also a school of thought where the entire offense just falls on his face and garrett wilson is one of those guys um yeah, Speaking of some yeah, people have some people are of the opinion that the Jets are turning to Tim Boyle just so they could say like, ha, see what happens when Zach Wilson isn't a quarterback. It can get worse. Um, I hope that's not the case. That I might think, be the case. I think the Jets are trying to win games, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if Trevor Simeon is playing in this game at some point. Why not go to Simeon is the question. Yeah. Like, why Boyle? I mean, they said, I mean, Tim Boyle, I don't know how how uh, privy you are to the Tim Boyle and Nathaniel Hackett relationship, Tim, but Nathaniel Hackett was trying to get Tim Boyle to go to Syracuse to play for him when all the way back in Syracuse. So he has a long lasting relationship with Tim Boyle. Oh my God. These relationships, the fucking, the jets have become fucking the Kardashians. It's ridiculous. Uh, speaking of stumbling over yourself, do you know what happened to me when I was coming here, Michael, you know, every once in a while you'll get a cobblestone um, like around the tree. In New York City, uh, we're in Queens when the tree where we live. Is, when the tree is growing too large? No, no, no. There's just some cobblestones around, like, uh, you know, like just cobblestones. And when I have those, I like to, like, put my feet in them and, like, walk across them. <laughs> and today there was, like, loose cobblestones because, like you said, the tree's roots had grown a little uh, uncontrolled. And the, and yo, I stepped on one and it was completely loose. And yeah. I just went down. I was carrying I was carrying two wine bottles in my hand and literally the only thing I cared about was the wine bottles not breaking uh, because I got to bring those to Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, look, I got to I got cut. It's pretty right funny. There. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I'm telling the world this. Um, but with, that, <laughs> with that being said, if you want to check out the rest of this episode, which is our complete rankings and the mailbag, uh, please come over to Patreon slash Broto Fantasy uh, to hear our thoughts about basically every player that we're going to play because we go over our rankings. Um, with that being said, uh, and, and just get a, we're going to answer all the mailbags. So come over. Um, it is too late for our mailbag at this point if you join Patreon.com. Sorry, but we can get it next week. I promise. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy uh, to support. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I, we're thankful for you. Um, take the time. Tell the people you love that you love them. It might sound cheesy, but you got to embrace the cheese sometimes. Today I had a circle with my high school students, and I was just like, this might sound cheesy. This might feel cheesy, but sometimes you got to embrace the cheese. No one ever got mad at pizza for being too cheesy, right? So if you embrace the cheese and you expect cheesiness, 
and you let the cheesiness win, you'll get something out of it. I don't know where Cheese up. that came from, but... Cheese up. Tell your family you love them. Peace out. Later.